0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: Rob Roy by Sir Walter Scott Dramatized in three parts by Judith Adams Episode 3 Helen McGregor
2: Come, she wouldn't speak to your red soldiers. She must be let like go. Corporal, silence those damned women. <coughs> What's
3: going on here? Who's that man? Richness, sir, Highlander, one of McGregor's pack, no doubt. <coughs> Caught him slinking round those kennels they call houses.
2: Train your muskets on those women. Silence, I say! <sighs> now, you dog. What's your business here? <coughs> she was just come to see what to honour and to pine gentlemen redcoats were having down at Toclochen for the breaking of fasts. Strike him. Oh, she's now blitzed struck her like a bitch dog. She has done nothing to your honours. What's your business here? Are you acquainted with the outlaw and renegade Robert Campbell McGregor, known as Rob Roy? Speak, man, unless you want a musket ball, we have no time to waste. She cannot quite recall. Strike him. Oh, What's going oh. on go. That stole That's all nate, man. What Do is... you quite recall now?
4: What's going on out there, Bailey? It's not right to seek mercy on us. They grab grip at
2: the poor creature Dougal. <coughs> Crabs boy that let us get poor Owen out of jail. Dougal! <laughs> Master Bailey Jarvis, sir. She hasn't caused a doodham to be misguided for, sir. Captain, I will put him on bail. Sufficient bail for that diggle creature. Thank you, Bailey. You've just told me what I want to know. He's one of Rob Roy's renegades. Well, boy, do you have anything to say before I hang you? <laughs> there are no laws out here, sir. I have offered bail. Laws, sir? There are my laws, sir. Remember, you are already my prisoner and under deep suspicion. Uh, We are prisoners,
5: Captain, but still subjects of the King, I think. With rights and laws to defend our persons. Dougal, too, I hope. I take it to witness, Mr. Osbaldiston, that he has refused sufficient bail. Go within,
2: gentlemen. This does not concern you. Continue with the questioning.
4: It is my opinion that the creature Bob of Diggle will have a good I've action of, of wrongous imprisonment right. and damages against now, him. Under Act 1701, yeah, and, you and I'll please. see and this outrage rated men.
5: so I well, yeah. I now will. Mr. Javi, that's civil law. Maybe the military...
2: Months. D- oh. Six months. Oh. <laughs> this week, I name a parted with Rob the a Deed. Damn. Military law, call you this? Captain, this is brutality, sir. It is necessary. a highland <laughs> curse, sir, uh, with as much feeling as a stone. Aye, and a musky <laughs> butt would make a stain to cry it. Have some decency, sir, and hold your hand. Very well. Dougal, is it? Dougal, see that tree? <laughs> That's where you will swing before the sun rises another mm. hand in the heavens, if you don't inform me of your master's whereabouts and of his plans and say how many rogues a scoundrel had with him when you left him. Dougal! Because you cannot quite be sure of that. Drag him to the tree. <laughs> how many men, say you? No, a bunch of six rogues when I was gone. Six? Nonsense. Put the rope around his neck. Ah, they were gone, your honour. I swear, the rest were up against the Western clans. Against the Western clans? Well, that's like enough, off-true, Captain. You know, they are hunting, Robby, you English, and ready to make war with poor robbers from all delwell. Let him go now, Captain, I beg you. Not now the dog is whining our way. So, Dougal, why are you down here? To see what... Get out of it. Let them take the rope from her neck. Remove the rope. Bring him here. Dougal. What could she do, sir? Well? You shall come to see what the gentleman Redcoats were doing down here at the clock. He'll prove false-hearted after all. Glad I am. I didn't have put myself to expense for him. So now, my friend, we understand each other. You know that as a self confessed spy, the law says I can string you to that tree and watch you kick. (laughs) But come, if you will do me one good turn, I will do you another. You shall carry me and a small party just in the way of kindness to the place where you left your master, Rob Roy, for I wish to speak a few words with him on serious oh, affairs. Oh, do not, Dougal, I beg you! And I'll let you go about your own business with five guineas to boot. Blood money, Dougal! Oh, I cannot do that. She cannot do that. She'd rather be hanged. Hanged, then you shall be, my friend. Corporal Cramp, away with him. Ah! Captain, this is cold-blooded murder! Ah, gentlemen, gentlemen, stops! Stops! She do was on beatings. Stops! stops. stops. Come close, Captain, and uh, let me whisper to you uh, for the Bailey's looking fierce.
4: Uh, a war with that creature! Uh, he deserves hanging uh, more now than ever. We, we a
3: war, with him, Corporal. Uh, Why didn't him him. you talk a war? If you uh, was going to uh, be uh, hanged yourself, uh, Bailey,
2: would you uh, be in uh, such a damned uh, hurry, eh? <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, and, and you'll ask us to gang nay further than to show you where the Machkliker is, eh? You have my word, Mister Dougal. Uh, yeah. Corporal. Make the men fall in and get these prisoner gentlemen's horses. I uh, Sir, this is neat business of ours. Your young friend has been a postman for the Campbell already. We must carry you with us. I can't spare men to guard you here. Captain! Fall in! Captain, Captain, uh, to five, Kintz.
4: <laughs> the uh, creature is worse than a uh, judge than Francis. All oh, that look lucre again slew mere men's souls and the naked sword.
5: Money is my father's business, Mr. Jarvie, and yours in a way. Uh, I
4: will. There are our honest men, Francis, and there are our traitors.
2: Forward, chope! Andrew, mount up. would uh, know, not take
3: my foolish advice. And, uh, we gang into Robroy's country to our likely meeting with the maker.
5: Cheer up, man. It's a fine crisp morning to die. And your native land, too. Look how the morning sun sets the valley on fire. <laughs> listen,
3: listen. Oh,
5: good man. Lord. Andrew, you're death, man.
3: What is it they're saying? Saying, sir, saying the healing savages are cursing and banning the Redcoats. Sick grace and wishes, sir. The wives are saying they will see us slaughtered like sheep and wish they will soon lap up their hands to the elbows in our precious blood, sir. Worse, they bid us gang up the lock, sir, and see what we we'll land in. There
4: we are, Francis. The women of Aberfoil are like the scats and sea maws on the Isle Cliffs, and their foul weather follows their skirling. It's a tight place, this Frank, to be sent up to see an outlaw's band, I'm thinking. They rush everywhere to hide a and with a stream getting wilder. their numbers'll soon have no advantage your twa men, with twa sticks standing their ground. Hey, soldiers, your things, out for the garrison if the bodies bidded for no cause of their
5: own. I fear this is a trap, Mr. Javi. I think you're wrong about Dougal. He's leading us like lambs to his master for slaughter. I hope, Francis, I am wrong about the Dougal.
4: And there's honesty yet at him. Still, come on, tell the captain how we think the matter is. Captain, it's not a fleet's only favor out of you, for I scorn it. But being a friend to King George, I take the liberty to ask. Then you think there's a better time to gang up this wee glen. Rob, if he bides at the other
2: end of this, likely has half a hundred men at his weakest. Do not take me for a complete fool, sir. I have intelligence which backs up the spy's story. Rob Roy found himself surrounded on all sides yesterday and dismissed the greater part of his followers with the purpose to lie concealed or escape through such a pass as this with a mere handful of men. Galbraith's militia are 300 strong. Guard the other side of the glen. We are trapping the fox. Fox is not a threat to us. There's mere brandy than brains in Galbraith, I'm thinking, Captain.
4: And I wouldn't arrest my dependence on healing them into and in rab. Hawks when to pay good hawks in a hunt. Though they quarrel among themselves in the perch.
2: Mind that, Captain. Corporal, are those friendly bagpipes to our rear? The rear guard's not returned from reconnoiter, sir. Corporal! Tighten the line. Smart up there, boys. Free
3: fall, slow and steady pace. Fix bayonets. Fix bayonets.
2: Be alert. You, Dougal, Calf! This is a dangerous route you're taking us. Ah, she didn't make the road, sir. gentlemen's run road, she should have pied at glass. If you deceive me, dog, you'll die for it. If gentlemen seek the red Crickle, be sure you cannot find her without some oui, and Keep him close with a rifle barrel okay. in his back. Be vigilant. March. Look, Mr. Jarvie. There's a sheet of water between the trees. A loch, to be sure. And we mun
4: pass its banks under yon giant sharp foot.
5: <laughs> Another place of fairies, Mr Jarvie.
4: Aye, lot. On ye see Ah, men of peace.
5: What is that?
6: Stand! What do
5: you seek in MacGregor's country?
4: It's the grey mare. It's Helen Campbell.
5: Rob Roy's wife? This Amazon? Oh. Silence your moaning, Andrew broken
7: peats, there be now.
2: What seek you here where you have no place?
5: We seek the outlaw,
2: Rob Roy Campbell MacGregor, and make no war on women. Ha! Do you not? Therefore offer no vain opposition to the king's troops, and assure yourself of civil treatment. Civil treatment? I am no stranger to your civil treatment. You have
6: left me in mine neither house nor hold, blanket nor bedding, cattle to feed us, nor flocks to clothe us. And me, myself, you have left me with no name or honour, so that my own mother's bones will sink aside in the grave where they shall lay me beside them. Your civil treatment's taken all from us, all! And now you
2: think you've come for our lives! I seek no man's life! Lying car! I only execute orders! If you are alone, good woman, stand aside. If not, the blood of those behind you will be on their own heads. Move forward, corporal! Forward, march! There's arbor, boys, for Roy's roids and the person up. Regroup! Regroup! Grenadiers to the front. Look to your own safety, gentlemen. Open your pouches. Handle your grenades! Francis, this way, boy. Quickly, does it? Blow your matches! Oh, where's Andrew? The rat has already run. Come. Fall on. she was, leave the nags and gang that way, Your Honour. Do go! And gang that way! Climb, Bailey. Climb to safety. Ah, uh, Matty
4: saw me now. Ah, oh, Matty. Was I made to hike this body up a mountain?
2: Ah! Ah! Oh. Ah! Ah! Andrew, turn and help
5: us. Dougal, wait. Mr. Jarvie has fallen at ah! oh. Sweet heaven. Diana,
2: Di Vernon,
8: remember me. I look up, sir. Is she harmed, Dougal?
2: No, no, I wasn't hit. I thought, what's happening? I must save the gentlemen. Come to, your honor. Andrew, Stop capering on that rock and come and help the Bailey! You'll be shot like a target up there anyway! <laughs> oh, they say our friend stuck
4: a force out of my brother, Mr. Baldiston. You left me to be shot between Redwood
3: Hounders and Redcoats, and next to lie in the dust like an old potato bogle with a twist
5: and oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Jobby. There was nothing I could do till now. Many hands. This but... is Neil work. Uh, put a hand on Andrew's shoulder and mine, Bailey. Shit,
2: dammit! We man gang to the cricket, lady. Grekerach, hell. <laughs> Aye. Well, even
4: Rab's afraid of his own wife in feasible times. And look at the blood in her hands and in her hair today. Why should we gang to
2: ah, her? Ah, now we man gang. She's nae a gentle body, a true. But she holds the lives of you gentlemen in it gripping. And I am speak for you now. i lose you and make my master angry. Come, hook him. Dougal.
4: Bailey. Is like a Boudicca, like a Judith. That's my main fear. Who are our prisoners? (coughs) Ah, madam, I am very grateful to have this joyful opportunity, this joyful occasion to wish my kinsman Robert's wife a very good morning. Hmm. How's all we, This long time.
6: Well, well. Here's one who has the tongue and habit of the hounds he came with, and now seeks to lie down with a deer.
4: I don't care oh, if, it I... it. if. If the kindred has ever been wheel read out to you, yet, cousin. My mother, Elspeth MacFarlane, was the wife of my father, Deacon Nicol Jarvey. Peace be with them. Duggar, will find these my two my...
6: Sassanachs neck and heel together and throw them in the healing lock to search for their healing kings. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. that, mistress. Son of a dog, do you question my
2: commands? Uh, mistress, these are friends of the Greek. I know that to be so. Throw the red coat loons into the lock instead. These honest gentlemen came to you by the chief's good will.
4: Cousin, I have been serviceable to Rob here now when he was an honest drover and did none of this unlawful work. Disturbing the king's peace. Oh, so just
6: reasonable... You are my relation. If I draw your water and cut your wood, and obey the lawmakers who abuse me, well, we are free now. Free by the very act of rape bestowed on me by your lawmakers and lawkeepers. Ach! This is time wasted. Cut out their tongues and put them in each other's throats, and throw them in the water
3: straight. And the redcoats too, yeah, mistress, mistress. I am a high Highlander myself, and just a servant. Kill them all, cousin. What's
5: this? This is a different sort of Highland army, Mr. Javi. Rifles and pistols instead of clubs and sides.
4: Bob's men, and me all.
9: What means
6: this, Alistair? A lamented victory? Uh, Morris! See him, Mr. Javi.
4: Wished, let her forget us, boy. Uh, Morris!
6: Here! Robert! Hamish! Lift your heads up! Where's the MacGregor? Where's your father? Taken, mother. Mother! And you live to say so! Sons, are you? Not sons of mine, mother the MacGregor! Coward dogs! Did I nurse you for this? That you should see him taken prisoner and that you should come back to tell me of it!
8: Mother! The Galbraith's militia men took him to Montita. It's strong.
6: You mix-up words! So oh, we have
8: drawn us. back to gather enough men to break its walls one way or another and to draw you and to command the battle or to command whatever else it is you think we must do or, or die of in the doing. And we bring you this animal. And I call him animal because he has eaten all his words in terror, you ken. What is it? Has Baldus sent him to call father to a tryst. Father made us keep him hostage with us. He must have had suspicions, but the hostage proved as worthless, as you see. Father was betrayed by his baldness into the Cargill Brave, and this empty, whining purse here is all we have left to bargain with. Do you have words, man, or only grunts?
2: Rashley! Rashley betrayed you, Chief! Rashley was baldest! I am innocent, I am innocent, sweet lady, of anything but love for your brave man! Let me live! Silence! Robert! Mother. This is a
6: base dog who wants to live like a butcher's car and garbage while the best are slaughtered around him. Aye,
4: but... Cousin, this Morris man, isn't he? What? We
6: must teach him a lesson. Remove him from that paltry unit of life he has so strongly pleaded for. Oh, mercy, he's a
4: subject to the crown, cousin.
6: Angus and Martin, tie a stone around his fat neck and throw him on the rock. I want to hear the splash before that cloud. There, that one passes across the sun.
9: Morris,
2: Mister Osbaldistone, Mister Osbaldistone, save me, save me! Uh, uh,
3: (laughs) Hachem, Hachem,
0: Hachem!
4: Gentlemen, I take up my protest at this act as a bloody and cruel murder, and a cursed deed, and God will avenge. Will He
6: so? and never avenge me and mine. It's a lowland god, then, with a grand house in Glasgow, and I fear him as much as I fear you. And I see you do not fear to follow the man into the water.
4: Nay, man, would willingly cut short his threads. And poor Matty would be an orphan, and that he muckled to do, and ye spare me in this world.
6: And were I to set you at liberty, what would you say, business man, about the drowning of that Saxon dog?
4: I... I, I should study to say as little as might be at least said as soon as mend it but in court, Bailey I see where you're driving me <clears throat> very well Nicol Jarvie can wink as hard at a friend's failing his only body but if I was brought to it in the courts mine's near the tongue to belie my thoughts and sooner than say yonder poor wretch was lawfully slaughtered I would consent to be laid beside him and you
5: the deep dog called you as Baldiston. That is my name. Rashley, then, is your Christian name? No, Francis. But you know Rashley. He is my kinsman and my enemy. Last I saw your husband, madam, he parted Rashley and me in a duel. No more! Your history is nothing to me,
6: except it seems under such a name. You can go for us to go, and his party, and
5: carry a message. If you protect my friend and my servant in my absence, madam, I will undertake your embassy. And go gladly to help Robert Campbell, who has so often helped me, and invited myself and the good Bailey here to... Boys! Hamish! Robert! You may read your father for
6: good and ill in this young Saxon speeches. He never exchanges the wise bonnet and sword and tartan for the broadcloth, but he runs himself into the miserable intrigues of the lowlanders and becomes the tool, their agent, the slave! And their
5: benefactor, madam.
6: The emptiest title of all. Enough. Hamish! Guide the Saxon to the enemy outpost and send him in to deliver this message. <laughs> Helen MacGregor greets the foreign invaders and the traitors to their nation and says, If they injure a hair of MacGregor's head, if they do not set him at liberty within twelve hours, in all Lennox there shall not be a lady left who is not keening, not a farmer's buyer not burning, not a laird's head laid on a pillow that will lift in the morning. Furthermore, she will send this Glasgow Bailey and this Saxon captain and all the rest to them, bundled and plate and cut into as many pieces as her checks and a tartan. Go, Saxon, and take your servant with you. The Bailey stays here.
0: And have you reason to believe, sir, this female
5: savage will carry out her barbaric threats? Every reason, sir. I saw her in action. Hot-blooded and cold-blooded action, sir. Both alike murderous.
9: Godred. Aye, it's true, Your Grace. She's a terror we all fear,
0: even rob himself. Even so, Mr. Osbouldeston. You may return and inform those who sent you that I shall certainly cause Rob Roy to be hanged by break of day as an outlaw taken in arms... And should they harm a hair of the unfortunate gentleman in their power, the very stones of their glens shall sing woe for an hundred years to come.
5: I think, sir, what with your woe and their woe, I'm likely to be grounded to dust between these messages.
0: Send your servant, then. Oh, no, no, and he'll be
3: in my feet of our gang My he's length, back to the Gorgon's Glen, no, no. here, Elkin for himself,
5: and God for us all. No, 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 Andrew, no-one will send you against your will. Sir, if you kill Rob Roy, your men and my friend will surely die and many other innocents of this country. It's a hard
0: case, but I know my duty to my king.
9: I tell you, Your Grace, that Rob may be a kittle neighbour, but there are ways sometimes a makin' him here reason. Whereas his wife, sir, and sons are like the wolf and her cubs and will plague our country unchecked without him.
0: Pooh! Take from the his head and he but stings once and dies, Galbraith. Yet you seem to hesitate
5: even so, Your Grace.
0: I propose to retreat to the house of Ducre and keep watch until the morning's execution. Bring out the prisoner.
1: Mr. Miss Balveston, how oh, glad I am to see you, sir, at last. Though nay mickle glad to entertain you in such a war.
5: And I'm glad to see you, Mr. Campbell,
1: though I would hardly have recognised you out of lowland dress. Ah, the kine should dress as the kine are. Red kine and kilted for the hills of hame,
0: eh? Well, I take it, my Lord Duke, it's time to die. We execute you in the morning, Campbell, at Ducre by due process of law. Meanwhile, you will send a message to your good wife and her family of crows not to harm the men in their trust.
1: Well, you speak of trust, do you? Well, you've tamed the head from a house, and there's misrule. What do you expect, man? Mr. Osbaldistone, is my kinsman the Bailey safe? My there has been some peaking in the glen. He is hostage to your wife, sir, Has are many soldiers. Well, so he, he mun come by any scathe. Now, is there anybody here with do get deep for MacGregor? Though his hands that might repay be belted together. I'll do your will, MacGregor. I'll gang up the glen,
0: if the Duke be willing. Take his message. A mere friend. I myself shall escort the prisoner. Mr Osbaldiston, will you come with us and see the business through?
1: No, sir. I do, my friend. There should be muckle entertainment at my taking off.
0: You there. What's your name? Ewan, sir. of Briglands. Well, Ewan of Briglands... Strap the prisoner with belts to your person and take him up behind you on your horse. Your life is forfeit if he escape. Understand me, Ewan? Aye, sir. I fully can mean. Ride
1: right alongside us, Frank, that we may talk through my last morning on this earth. So, Mr. Osbaldiston, how do you like the lands over
5: your borders? Wild, sir. I've found them primitive and vicious. And terrible and... And? Beautiful, Mr Campbell. <laughs> Aye. It's
1: a broad place to live and a broad place to die, eh, Ewan? Your in native land. Oh, Ewan will nae speak to me, Francis, for he has his orders from the Duke and rides for King George today, eh, Ewan? And the buckle of the belt that joins us is in his reach, but nay mine, eh, Ewan? So all is safe. I'll ask you, Mr. Osbaldiston in my ain glen... to call me by my ain name, MacGregor, prescribed the it is. As this is the last day, I may hear it. Eh, hey, Ewan?
0: Single fire there over the ford! Beware of deep water!
1: With your father, Ewan... he carried an old friend to the shambles like a calf... for all the dukes in Christendom, I wonder.
0: Next man!
1: And Ewan, when the MacGregors come down the glen... With Helen and Hamish and Robert at their head, and you come home and find empty folds and a bloody hearth stain, and the fire flashing out between the rafters of your house, will you be thinking then, Ewan, that were your old friend Rob to the floor, you might have held that safe, which it will make your heart sear to lose. I wonder. And should you be musing then? Why, Ewan of Briglands, whom Rob McGregor has helped we hand, sword and purse, should have minded a frown from a great man near a friend's life, I wonder.
0: Bring
3: over the prisoner! Mr Osbalderson, wait on the bank, sir! sir. One at a time! Not yet, sir, not yet!
7: Never will McGregor's blood,
1: against a broken whang of leather, Ewan.
3: Swung for your life, McGregor, then. If you can, and take mine, with you? Sir! The press down! Shoot the escort! Oh, oh,
0: Gentlemen, a 100 guineas for Rob Roy! Oh. Use your oh. bayonets in the river! The Over here! Over here! Escape!
5: And the ash and the bonny ivy tree. The oak and the ash and the bonny ivy tree. They flourish best at home in the North Country. Oh. Oh, greetings, gentlemen. The moon is frosty bright, is it not? A bonny night, I think. You do not seem alarmed as a man should be by the approach of two horsemen in such a wild place, sir. Oh, no, sir. I've supped full of horrors, and my heart feels light as a feather. Do what you will. With us so late? Supper and bed at the Clacken of Aberfoyle, if you choose not to rob or kill me. Are the passes open? Oh, I don't know. I'll see when I get there. But since you're English by your accent, sir, I advise you to turn back till daylight. There's been some skirling in this neighbourhood, and it's not perfectly safe for strangers. And so you sing and whistle lustily and never guard your back? Aye, sir. I have little left to lose and only want my supper. It's a blessed state. The soldiers had the worst, did they not? They had indeed. I was the unwilling spectator of an officer's party being destroyed and a government man being flung in the lock after the skirmish. You did not fight then? Not in someone else's quarrel. I was detained already at His Majesty's pleasure for being someone I was not. Who should you have been? Poor sir!
3: What is your name?
5: I don't know, sir, why I should tell you that, or answer so many questions from a stranger.
10: Francis Osbaldiston.
5: Good God. Speak again.
10: You shouldn't whistle and sing your favourite airs, Frank, if you don't wish your friends to find you out.
5: Diana! Miss Vernon!
10: What? Is a tender lass like me doing on such a spot, at such an hour, in a lawless place and in man's attire? What shall I say? Needs must it's so very good to see you, Frank
3: Diana, give your cousin his property, and let us not spend time where there is danger. Uh, my property,
10: your father's papers, Frank, my
5: who is that man, Diana Shh.
10: here is our business, Frank. you see, my dear cousin, I was born to be your better angel. Rushley has been compelled by larger souls to give up the bills stolen from your father. Take them all.
3: Diana, we are distant from safety. And the evening waxes late. I am
10: coming, sir, I'm coming. I haven't yet given him the packet. Here it is, Frank. And a kiss, too. Give me your cheek. Where we go, dear cuz, you may not follow. Farewell, my dear, farewell. Be happy. Diana! (laughs)
1: You're right, Mr. Oswaldeson. Well, we've met at the Mercure before now, I think.
5: Mr. Campbell. Uh,
1: Robert McGregor, as I said, in my native soil.
5: Uh, how did...
1: Came I here, sir, by securing your release and following you and watching those you met. Now, a friend must cast an eye on a friend, I think, in such straits.
5: I was so glad, sir, of your escape. Ah.
1: Well, my peril and yours was maybe less than you thought, sir, for all it looked grim being a stranger to our country. Of those that were summoned to take me and keep me and catch me swimming in the river or you running in the wood, there was a moiety, as cousin Jarvie calls it, that had nae will I should be either tain or keep it fast or retain, or their only friend of mine be hindered, and of tither moiety, there was a half fear of me. So, sir, in Nicholl's phrase, the mathematics are that only the fourth part of fifty men were a Guinness.
5: One bullet's enough, I should
1: think. Mm, then I ken that. And now you see, I have my musket and broadsword to take to the Clachan, which Dougal tells me is more than Cousin Jarvie needed to quell a riot there.
5: It's true. He burned his adversary's plaid with the poker and was <laughs> pronounced champion in the list. i
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let Glasgow flourish when it has such souls as his, eh? Although Cousin Jarvie shows signs of my own healing blood, I think. <clears throat> no, but I'm so sorry, boy, I couldn't get to you at Aberfoyle. And sorry I still they found my note on you. You'll have seen the net they spread for me. They use healing men against healing men. One day, maybe not so far away, we may all stand shoulder to shoulder. Uh, it seems you already do, sir,
5: when needs must.
1: Oh, aye, there's honour there when the blood stirs, even where the English think it's been bought in cold coin. So, tell me, wh- what chanced when Thornton found you at the Clachan?
5: He believed us to be a young and old person he had orders to secure. Ha! <laughs>
1: Ah, the buzzards mistook my friend the Bailey for his excellency. And you for Diana Vernon. Ah, it's
5: wonderful. Miss Vernon, does she still bear that name? Mm. Had not that gentleman authority over her? Oh, aye, for sure. Authority over her, in full time. For she's
1: a daft hempy. No, she's a metal queen, too. Ah, but go on with your story.
5: Francis. We marched up the valley... And your wife accosted us from a cliff, and the soldiers laid on and... and... Many were killed on our side. The King's side, that is. Oh, the
1: King's soldiers pit to rout by, by old Carl's past fighting, and bairns and wives with the rocks and distaffs, and Dougal Gregor that ne'er had a better covering than his own shaggy hassock of Ah, oh, There is no glad in the heart. What more? I dread what comes next, boy. My Helen's an incarnate devil when her blood's up. Peer thing. We have her muckle reason, so I can't
5: chastise her for it. We were threatened with rocks and drowning while the good Bailey read her his genealogy. Oh, I would rather than a
1: thousand marks I had been at hame. So sorry am I for this mistreatment of kin and friends, Mr. Osbaldistone. Yet it was your own kin withheld me. The traitor's Rashley and his familiar Morris. Did dugal not plead for it?
5: Oh, most handsomely and bravely, but she was implacable.
1: Rashley will pay when I meet him again. And Morris must pay a handsome sum to us now for his liberty.
5: Morris has paid the last ransom mortal man can owe, Mr MacGregor. Eh? What's this you're telling me? Your wife had been about to throw us in the lock. Go on, man. She had him thrown instead, with a rock around his neck, from the high ledge we stood on in cold blood. Damnation. Such a deed could make one forswear
1: kin, clan, country, wife and bairns. And yet the villain wrote long for it, eh? It was choking, after all, and that's the doom he etled for the MacGregor, eh? And what's the difference between wassailing below the water with a stain about your neck and wavering in the wind we a tether run it, eh? Tell me. I could have wished we'd put a ball through him, though, or a dirk. But every white has his own weird and mundy when his day comes. And nobody will deny my Helen has caused today as she does. No more of that. Let's walk on to sup. It grows dark. Now, Francis, was it your father's papers I saw Diana Gifty? I was sure you would get them sooner, sign. His Excellency has forgathered me rashly sooner than expected, however. Who is this Excellency? What is his rank and proper name? Well, if you know not that already, I shall say nothing on that score.
5: Well, if he is hunted, he must be a Jacobite. And if Diana is here with him... It must have been here, I saw and heard so often at the hall. And there must now be something afoot in Scotland to bring him here. Something you and Rashley are part of, perhaps. Reasoned like a true solicitor. And my father's papers, his wealth, were to be used in aid of that something. So why
1: is it... Why is it you have the precious documents in hand? Well, let's see. Friendship is a word, Mr. Osbaldiston, And I, more than that.
5: As is enmity... Rashley stole the other papers then from Morris and let me take the blame.
1: Rashley and I were the highwaymen, yes. He and his own cause, me and another's. But you remember, Di and myself fished you from the claws of justice under the Morris man's nose, eh? <laughs> How many a laugh that job's gained me? How is it Miss Vernon had such influence over you and Rashley? Secrets, Francis. Secrets. They'll tack him that these women either secret to keep or power to abuse, eh? Oh, women... Francis, women are another thing altogether. But here's the we well, You may drink tonight with the Gregorach, and fear nae no harm. Come in. You'll find friends ahead of ye. I think.
5: Ah, Mr Jarby, Andrew. Right.
1: As you see. Yeah. Oh, cousin, welcome. I'm glad I am to see you warm and feeding, that you may taste at last of McGregor's true hospitality. And he may ask your forgiveness for harshness, he had need power to countermand.
4: I am pretty weal, kinsman. indifferent different I think he, my ankle men's. And I am blithe that you and the boy have got out from the hands of your unfriend. Oh, come, come, let's not drink a cup of brandy. The world will last to your day, gentlemen. Ah, you too, Andrew. Here's what's in health to you, Rob. And to my cousin Helen, and to your twa hopeful lads, of whom may anon. And to my father's rescue, Mr Jarvie, for here. I have
3: his documents safe, see? Then the quest is done, and we need go home. For For myself, sirs, I will go anywhere with you as masters. Eh, forgive me, sir, for you have tried your best, but under a fair service, will gang his own way hereafter and find a coat and a garden and bite potatoes. Eh, ne do we a remuneration from ye, well earned by danger and dismay.
5: Ye deserve neither more than a whip behind the ear, you cowardly. I'll pay you off, Andrew. In fairness, baby. Drink up
4: now. Right. Cousin, you're breeding up your family to gang an <laughs> ill gate. For by the reception of your Helen was muckle on the north side of Friendly. And I hear this to say about your say life... See nothing
1: of her, kinsman. Of me, you're welcome to see your full pleasure.
4: Ah, oh, will, ah, oh, will, but but, but... but here are your two sons, Amish and Robert, who can neither read nor sight. for... The, or the th- deal was uh, to get them a teacher.
1: Would you he had me put in the gate of your divinity hall at Glasgow College? Wanted a tutor for Rob Roy's bairns? Nah,
4: kinsman, but, but I have been thinking I would blithely take them as prentices at the loom as I began myself and my father the deacon afore me... he be... make me the jowl,
8: my son's weavers!
1: Eh? Huh? I would see every loom in Glasgow, beam, traddles and shuttles
5: burnt in hellfire sooner. Well,
4: but you
1: see... And, uh,
5: hush, Mr Jarvie, uh, let us change topics. Mr McGregor, more brandy, sir.
1: Ah, ah you mean we So give me your hand, Nicol, and if ever I put my son's apprentice, I'll give you the refusal of them. And now, we all have our cups charged, eh? Andrew has his freedom. Francis has his father's property. And here, Nicol, here is your thousand pounds, which I promised you, should you gang up my glen. Couldn't... Oh,
7: can't
4: I can't take it. Till God gear ne'er prosper, there might be blood
1: on it. Oh, it's good, French. Gold. Ask Mr. That mm. You've come by it honestly in payment of a just debt. And if it came from one king, you may give it to the other and serve to weaken King James. But God knows he has hands and hearts enough, but I doubt not that he wants the cellar. he will not get money highlanders then, Rob. Nor lowlanders neither. Take it, man. I will. And thank ye. And here's the note of body, uh, Which goes in the fire, cousin. That's a healing settlement of accounts. The time is coming that the whole land will be aflame and friends might be brought into trouble for dealing with me.
4: Ah, cousin, civil war's are cockatrice. We have sat in the egg that held it for ten years and might sit on it ten years mere. No,
1: no, friend. The leicard Ashley with his plots has chipped the shell and soon out bangs the wonder among us and cries to fire and sword. The kiln's on fire, the kiln's on fire, the, the kiln's the on fire. fire. She's all aw- aw- in a blaze. Oh, we're children of the mist, my friends. And children of the mist have a right to drink brandy from morning till night.
5: But Mr McGregor, you could escape to France, where... Will they... you not save yourself, a family, Rob? Oh, come.
1: You're kind-hearted and honourable men both. But the heather that I have trod upon when living... Must bloom over me when I'm dead. My heart would sink and wither like fern in the frost Were I to lose sight of my native hills. And Helen, did she not make a lament herself When they took her souls and land from us So piteously sad that our hearts broke When we sat and listened to her. Ah, oh, let it come, man. Let it come. You never saw dull weather clear without a shower. And if the world is turned upside down, why, honest men have a better chance to cut bread out of it. But this is our road, me and mine. Yours is to rest. And tomorrow, gang your Loch Lomond to your homes and your ain loved ones.
3: Mr. Francis, wait for sale service. Oh,
4: Andrew, you rogue. Tread in the middle, man. Tread in the middle. I'll oh, well, be gawping with a pike in the reeds, damn you.
3: I thought you were for staying in your native highlands, Andrew. Aye, <laughs> 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 that was before the news of wars and bumlins and lions under the heather blooms. Come you not vulgar, sir, and I'll do that for me, man. At least all that damn papers, Jimmy Stewart. <sighs>
5: <sighs> I'm thinking if I were a Romish man, I could consent to live and die a lonely hermit in one of those beautiful islands, Mr. Javi. So sad it feels and so beautiful it is, this place.
4: I'm calculating the possibility of draining the lower half of this large lake, and putting it to Plough and Harrow to bring good to money, a hundred busy hands where there was only a handful of perch before. And you, Sir Dougal, you're a kindly creature. And I'm thinking that if you've all gang back to Glasgow as yes, being a strong-backed creature... Ye might be employed in a warehouse or something better, Sir Castle. Uh,
2: oh, i obliged to the bailies on it, but the deal been be in a sacks when she gangs on a causeway street. Uh, here you are, Sentiments. here be horses waiting. God speed you out here. This gold is for you, Dougal. Oh, the deal it is. Ah, oh, she's thanking you, sirs. Thanking you. Uh, look,
5: look you in the boat, she has
2: given me, eh? Uh, you look
5: at that. Oh, like me. Yeah. I have what I came for. And I may return with a lighter step to London and my father's restitution. But, Mr Jarvie, my heart's heavy to leave this place and these friends. You're a young gentleman and an Englishman
4: and a poet. But for me, I'm a plain man. I wouldn't give the finest sight we have seen in the Highlands for the first kick of the Gorbals. Thence there, in the company of my Matty, who, in despite of any mockery, I now intend to promote the Mrs Jarvey, <laughs> if she will hear an old man, and it must be recalled that Matty is no ordinary lassock Queen, being akin to the lair of the Limmerfield. <laughs> well, when I am there, begging your pardon, Mister Francis, it shouldn't be every fool's errand that should take me out of the sight of St Mungo's steeple again.
9: Come in. Ah, oh, Frank, my dear boy. Good of you to leave your desk so briskly.
5: Owen says you have fresh news from the north, sir. I have. Concerning the business, sir?
9: Concerning the business, Frank, and our family, and you. Sit down. Uh, this letter is from Esquire Inglewood, who says he met you once. He did, and did me a good turn. But uh, I... He acts for the family now. Your uncle, Frank, has. Died a broken man, his sons having been lost to the cause. I'm sorry, sir. Which of his sons did he lose? All of them, Frank. All? All but Rashley. Rashley? Oh. He lives, dishonoured and disinherited, as a traitor to the Stuart cause. Inglewood writes that a new will and settlement names another as heir to the Northumberland inheritance. Mm. You, Francis. Me? Hmm? Master of Osbaldistone Hall. What would you like me to do in this matter, sir? Ride north again, Frank, with fair service in attendance and take possession of my father's ancestral house. But You will say I have always repudiated that connection, Francis. I will say in my defence it was a connection wrested from me when I disagreed with my own father. What is more, however, that rogue Rashley, now Sir Rashley, having failed to wreck all your hopes and mine, is in a position as a turncoat to King George to contest the new will and claim your inheritance as his... This Inglewood communicates to me and asks
5: what we would do. Contest or accede? Rashley. Hmm. What are you thinking, Frank? That with Rashley alive, the game is never done.
9: Francis, you go in the name of law and inheritance, not in that of hatred and vengeance. Remember, that is Rashley's way, and he has never yet triumphed over us.
5: I shall go at once. Sir. My boy? Does Inglewood mention the fate of Diana Vernon, my uncle's ward? Uh, No, Frank. Father, it may be some time until we meet to discuss these things again. And so I must tell you that while I'm in the North, should I meet with Miss Vernon and should she still prove to be Miss Vernon and now liberated by the ending of rebellion from certain obligations upon her honor, I would like, with your permission, to propose marriage. To Miss Vernon? If she will have me. What
9: are those obligations upon her honour, Frank, that you refer to so mysteriously? Sir,
5: I am not entirely sure. I can only say she behaved honourably always to myself, and assisted in the recovery of your papers, and that I would trust her with my life, and that I hope you will trust me with my own future happiness.
9: Well, Frank, I little thought a son of mine should become Lord of Osbaldistone Manor. Far less that he should go north to the Papists and Jacobites for a wife. But you have worked these several months at the desk to please me. It is but fair you should wive to please yourself.
5: Thank you, Father.
9: Told him to lay a fire in the old library, Mr. Osbaldiston. Uh, frank, as you'd like to say. And to lay on some burgundy. Good sellers you shall inherit, eh? Can I pour you a glass? Oh, thank you. It's
5: so very strange to be here again. <clears throat> and in this room. Yeah, die's
9: room, eh? Rapunzel.
5: Huh?
9: Ah, ah.
10: What a blasted waste is there, eh?
9: <clears throat> If I'd only been a younger man, I might have thrown my hat in the ring when poor old Thorny passed away. And his excellency? Excellency, pooh. Plain Sir Frederick Vernon will do now, I think. I assume my Heather Blossom is now shaved, and on her knees. Such a waste of mettlesome womanhood, eh? But she always did as she was
5: told, Diana. When it came to her father. So, Father Vaughan, the Catholic priest, was his disguise. Mm-hmm. Who knew Diana's father was hiding here? Well, myself, the old squire, Diana, and... Uh... Rashley. Oh. That was the hold he had upon her.
9: Well, in those days, young Rashley styled himself a Jacobite, so she had a hold upon him too and used it for your sake, it seems, more than once. Come, offer thee a bumper now to our dear lost. Die. Mm. Has Rashley been to see you? Ah, yeah, Rashley. So Rashley's out for blood, you know. She made him give up your father's documents, then she rejected him so he changed his opinions and has tried to sell Diana and old Vernon many times to government agencies and now you've come to his hall mm-hmm. uh, but I must go home. Leave you to settle in at your leisure sir in the morning come over and let us discuss affairs eh
5: Thank you Inglewood. Ah Andrew take the squire downstairs and fetch his horse uh,
9: sir, this is the gardener come indoors. Good night to you, Mr. Osbalderson, and uh, be not so melancholy, eh?
5: Safe journey to you, squire. Andrew, I'll stay in here tonight. Uh,
3: I don't like the look of the grim pictures on these walls, Mr. Francis. I'll bring you a rush light, though, after I've seen this in that I'll deal with only boggles and evil spirits about.
5: <sighs> Diana Vernon. What? Who's there? Is someone there? Diana? Diana, is it you? Well, don't look down, look up and speak. Father Vaughan. A Sir Frederick, I mean. We
3: are your suppliants, Mr. Osbaldistone, Claiming the refuge and protection of your roof until we can pursue our flight. We have been here some days, hiding in the room behind the arras Do not betray us. Oh,
5: can you imagine for a moment I am capable of betraying anyone, much less you? We bring you into danger, but...
3: My life presses me hard, and I have no autonomy. bringing in uh, the corals. You can let them, can you let Leave. Uh, leave, you fool. Uh, uh, what's, what's the matter with you? Look, as though you'd seen a
5: ghost. No, no, no. It's nothing. But here, Russia was pleased to be all hasty. You disturbed me out of a sound sleep. Go downstairs, Andrew.
10: I sent my father back into concealment, Frank. Oh, Diana. I never thought to see you again. We shall trouble you with our presence as short a time as possible.
5: Oh, I wish your presence to trouble me all my life. Diana, I would prefer it did so in the real world and not in dreams. Dear friend, your great cause is lost and the world has moved on. We can move on too, perhaps?
10: I will never leave my father. I have something for you, though, Frank. It hasn't left my finger since I was given it at 14. My mother's ring. They will take it from me in France at the convent. Keep it for me, Frank. And always remember me. Always remember our friendship.
5: You, you must at least stay the night I will give over the library entirely to your oh, damnation Andrew who is it of this hour man No
3: Andrew hold them up as long as you can we hate this to fear get Protestants we are for all I
10: know Diana
5: you and your father must leave by the garden stairs and through we the do. come Diana
10: thank you dear friend we shall never meet again
5: I swear we will Diana Vernon
10: Diana Bye. save yourself David, don't! With
3: this yeah. house, sir, I will use my blunderbuss through the door! Oh, it's the clerk, sir, we're warning to some men!
0: God save George, you
3: good king! Oh, ah. Damn you, cuz! Yeah, mister, mister, our side, remember, our side. lock the route to the garden. Rashley. Cuz,
7: the fox knew his old earth, but he forgot it could be stopped by a careful huntsman, eh, Vernon? And your vixen as well. Hold them all. Detestable traitor, <laughs> rashly! If you please, or my lord will do. My gentle cousin Francis, you look full of spleen, sir, but I forgive you. It's hard to lose estate and mistress and liberty all in one night. Ta, ta, ta! Aiding and abetting criminals—it's a dangerous offence in wartime, cuz. Treasonable, I believe. Oh, Frank, you've uncorked some of my father's old Burgundy. Excellent. Toast to repossession of wine, estate, and maiden, all in one night and all in the name of the lawful heir, Sir Rashleigh Osbaldiston.
10: Rashleigh? I pity you.
7: Take them out, put them in the ah. coach, and take them to a place of custody, all three of them! Uh.
3: Clear the road there! King's business! King's
7: business! Near the road, I will shoot your cattle, slash them with your whips, boys!
8: Who dare abuse our kine? Come, A rescue! A rescue! Pistols! What? Ashley! Will you not face me man to man and sword to sword? Dismount and hold yourself like an honest fighter for ace. We're on a level now, MacGregor. Right on! <laughs> Will you not look at me? Oh, fear is a terrible thing, mistress Baldiston. And you've tried so many times to kill your ain' blood this way, Ashley. But you're no at all share you can kill an old Jacobite acquaintance, are you? you! (laughs) Daniel! Here's a scar to take with you to hell, McGregor. (laughs) And I think I nicked ye there. Oh, is it your left side, boy? Oh, but I forgot. You can not side, do you? And you can not love, dear Ashley? For that you'd send the Vernon child to prison if she loves another, eh? And you send me to my death and break my Helen's heart twice over, would you, Ashley? Would ye? Tack my honour again, would ye? In the king's name, MacGregor! <laughs> <laughs> Now, rashly as bald now you're doing on Mother Earth, and it beholds you, I think, to play the penitent at last. Will you ask forgiveness for the sake of God, King James and old Lang saying. Never. Oh, never. Then, traitor, yeah.
7: die in
8: your treason.
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Miss Vernon, Your Excellency, Frank, step forth now. Frank, you have nothing to fear. But I must straight look after those who have and get them to safety. Now bid them farewell. Sir, Godspeed.
5: Diana, a cousinly kiss. Your father's power is not eternal. We will meet again. I swear it to you by your mother's ring, and so briefly bid you farewell. My dearest friend. Mind your horses and let's a war. Farewell!
8: And forget not the McGregor!
3: Where's Rashleigh? Uh, in the coach, sir. We put him in the coach on the floor, but... but it's filled up with blood, sir. Don't go in
5: there. No, I must. Fetch a surgeon. He can't be moved.
7: Don't torment me. I'm a dying man. I want no assistance, least of all, sweet cousin Francis, from you. Draw near, cousin. Draw near to me. I want you. I want you to know. The pangs of death don't alter one iota my feelings towards you. I hate you, Frank. Hate you with a hatred so intense. Now, while I lie bleeding and dying at your feet, as though my foot were on your neck. I gave you no cause. Every cause. Cause in love, cause in ambition, in all paths of interest. You crossed and blighted me at every turn. Me, born to be the honour of my father's house. I've been its disgrace through you. And now you have it all. All that was mine. Take it, and with it, the curse of a dying man, Francis. My (laughs) <laughs> is on you Rashley He's
3: he's gone, sir. Yes. The
5: game is over. Game, sir? Take this away.
3: Hot water. Mr. Francis.
5: Not my blood, Andrew. Here. Take the coat and burn it. I want light and paper and ink to write to my father. And a good bottle of wine.
3: Aye, sir. Is it uh, settled, sir, you and Rushley. Uh, it is,
5: but not by me. Robert MacGregor paid his dues first. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. Mr Francis. Andrew. Uh, shall we be staying here long, then, sir? Uh, you will stay here a while to keep an eye on my property, Andrew. I shall to London, and then in due course to France. Romists and poets, eh, sir? The papists saved us many times over, fair service. Uh. Yes, they did.
3: And well, with that fascist bargain, the lassie Vernon, you'll be hunting in foreign quarters, I'm thinking. I'm thinking she won't be orcoy neither, her father being old and frail now. Aye, I think she's going to be my mistress after all, and I thought you would ken by now that woman and deer are at the bottom of oh, all the mischief in this world. So the old
5: outlaw sprang the trap again. He did. Out of the mist and back into the mist again. The man is like Robin Hood. Everywhere and nowhere. If you want my opinion. I don't. I won't hear a word against him. Towel? Hey, we'll. There's many things
3: are bad for blessing and her good for banning, and maybe one of them's Rob Roy.
5: Mm. Andrew, open the claret.
1: Rob Roy by Sir Walter Scott was dramatized by Judith Adams, Rob Roy was played by Liam Brennan, Rashley by Sean Chapman, Francis by Tom George, Captain Thornton by Richard Greenwood, Andrew by Alec Heggie, Dougal by Tony Kearney, Bailey Jarvie by Gary Lewis, Diana by Vicki Liddell, Helen McGregor by by Wendy Seeger Morris by Simon Tate The Duke by Gareth Thomas Mr Vernon by Robert Trotter Robert McGregor by James Weir and Galbraith, Mr Osbaldiston and Squire Inglewood by Paul Young All other parts were played by members of the cast Rob Roy was directed by Gaynor McFarlane